Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. We're your home for Wildcats, Bulldogs, Warriors, and Coyotes. The place to go for the latest sports news on all your favorite local sports teams. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack or beverage, and enjoy. Now here's your host for your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk, Luke Olson, John Gudat, and Eric Sorensen. Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports fans. We are Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. I am Eric Sorensen, joined by John Gudat and Luke Olson. Fellas, episode seven. It just it, Things are flying by. I can't believe we're already on number seven. We are on number seven, brought to you by Fitterer's Furniture. I want to say thanks to them, um, Brad and company there, our new sponsor for the for the podcast. Fitterer's down there in downtown Ellensburg. They've been around since 1896, and they've definitely been around to sell me my uh, my last three beds that I bought. So I want to say thanks to Fitterer's, and welcome back to the studios, guys. That's right. Quality furniture since 1896. So let's, we had a big weekend. There's a lot of sports going on. I believe uh, I saw either Saturday or Sunday was the only day of the year where all big sports had a game going on between baseball, football. What a, that was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, World Series is going on. Uh, a weird World Series. Yes. How how many times has there been a series where a home team hasn't won a game yet? I'm going to defer to you or somebody like a Jonathan Gordon mind <laughs> that can pull that out of his hat. That's right. Jonathan Gordon. So write in on Facebook for us. Let us know how that's going. Uh, who do you guys got winning tonight? Uh, they, it'll be Verlander versus Strasburg, I believe. I'll take Nats. Think so? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I, I root, just want to see. I'm going to root for the underdog, but <clears throat> based off of the weekend's games, I, I Houston is rolling now. Yeah, I mean that could be true. I just want to see see it keep going. Oh, I want to see Game yeah. Seven, and I know yeah. Country, you do too. That's what I, I just don't know if uh, if that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I I'd really like to know. Say the Nationals win the next two games, if that's ever happened, where a home team has never won a game. Well, that'd be cool to watch. I mean, no matter what, we're going to get seven games. Um, it's going to be on TV. I'm going to be sitting on the couch, propped up with a probably a beverage in hand. Uh-huh. You know. And uh, so I'm going to enjoy it no matter who wins. If it's not the Mariners, I really have no dog in the fight. Um, but uh, I just hope it's going to be a good game. But it seems like the Nats, they just, the wind was definitely out of their sails, in my opinion. That's big time. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later with all our scoreboard and everything. But what a weekend of sports watching. I know all of us were at a game Friday night. You guys were at the Central game. I watched it on the TV next to the World Series on my other TV here. We had some people over. Uh, I mean, we'll get into more of that later, but what a fun weekend of watching local athletics and, and football. And even though there was a heartbreaker in, in uh, Autzen on Saturday night, I mean, gosh, dang it, man. Other than that, it was a great weekend of watching football. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna say something about that Wazoo loss um, at Autzen Stadium. One, yes, heartbreaker. But two is I saw – Somebody named Eric Sorensen on Facebook say like four and one, three and two. Who's got the better record? I got the Husky fans going. You got the Husky <laughs> fans going, and then somebody—I can't remember who it was. Maybe you'll know. So, somebody brought up the Apple Cup record, and I was like, "Well, that just took the wind out of the Cougar sails right there, too." I don't know. Yeah, I got a few text messages about that. Whatever. Too. Hey, it doesn't. Last year doesn't matter. Let's hope we can win, win the Apple Cup uh, this year. Um, since the Huskies are beatable. Right? What do you think? I think it'll be closer this year. I don't know. It, it just feels like that way. Because both teams aren't as good as they were last year. But I, I don't know. I mean, that was a pretty good showing by the Cougars to almost go to, you know, go to Oregon and take a win there. But I just don't know. Except it'll probably be the same thing. Cougars will get beat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there. My friend Kelly Gow, head coach at St. Martin's, have gone for the last few years. And it's a pretty disappointing day for me when I leave. He's always happy. So you you can get Apple Cup tickets. I've always either had to pay a an incredible premium that is hard to justify, yes. or it's sold out. Well, we started this before I had kids. Okay, I see. And that was a big okay. I can get to go. Uh, the other part is we bought this the day they came on sale in July. Uh, I was in the middle of haying season. I was on a tractor. Kelly texts me, buy the tickets. And thank God for smartphones because I got it bought. <laughs> uh, they weren't cheap, but they weren't in the upper level too. But uh, hopefully it doesn't rain like it did last time two years ago when we were there in a torrential downpour. But I did technically, 
I got kind of the upper edge that day when I bought the tickets and we were next to the WSU marching band. That's cool. Yeah. He didn't want me to buy tickets anymore after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I think it's safe to say both programs are playing for the Apple cup this year. I mean, bowl games, the big ones are kind of out of reach right now. Yeah. There'll be a, you know, a second tier bowl game, maybe a, a sun bowl or a, yeah. or a, maybe even a holiday bowl, depending on where, where they land. But, uh, the Apple Cup, I mean, those are that's year-round bragging rights. Oh yeah, yeah. We need to get one of those under our belts. Uh, I'm kind of hoping the Cougars go to the Vegas Bowl just for simple fact that it's in Vegas. I believe it's like a day or two after the NFR. Wow, be Ooh. a fun trip. Thanks. Yeah, Luke, we should uh, think yeah. about doing that uh, press passes. <laughs> Let's talk to yeah. your boss, the Daily Record, listening to this podcast. The, they got three guys you need to send down. So yeah, Ryan Kuhnlich's going to Vegas. Hey, you know he's probably got to cover someone down there. I'm sure. I think he was just left from there. He might just cover John and his adventure down there. Absolutely. That's a story in itself. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, we are going to, here in a second, we got Ryan actually about to call into the show. And we're going to have him as our guest today. And uh, we'll be right back in just one second with our guest of the week. Well, sports fans, we are back. And this week's guest, as promised, is Ryan Kuhn. And Fans might uh, recognize that name and will probably recognize the voice here when he starts talking. But Ryan is the uh, former sports editor of the Daily Record. Um, Luke Olson took over for him a little over a year ago. And Brian is now the uh, uh, current beat uh, reporter for Carroll College at the uh, Helena Independent Record. Uh, Ryan, I want to say welcome to the show. We were complaining about the weather a little bit or just talking about how cold it is in Ellensburg. But we don't have any snow, and I think you're, uh, I don't know if you're buried in the snow yet there in Helena, but it's definitely snowed more there than it has here. Can you confirm that one? John, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate this. It is, uh, it snowed last night. Uh, it, is a, it is a frigid 15 degrees outside, um, but it's sunny, so the snow is starting to melt a little bit. So, But it's definitely colder than Ellen, than I when I was living in Ellensburg, absolutely. I don't know. Ryan, this is Eric. We got the uh, wind chill happening today. It's pretty miserable outside. I had branches yeah. in my uh, front yard, so it, I don't know what the wind chill was last night, but it was cold. Hey, the Big Country Studio survived a great windstorm last night, guys. <laughs> it was bad, Ryan. Well, I, see, we, we have wind here, too. And uh, a couple days ago, it was up to like 30 miles per hour. It, it, it was crazy. And so we're in a valley, too. And uh, it, the wind can get pretty bad, especially those early morning football practices I have to cover. It, it gets pretty cold. Oh, well, we do got to give you props because this podcast probably doesn't happen if you didn't start yours before you left and really steamrolled us right into doing this. So uh, thank you for that. The Valley thanks you. Uh, hopefully they thank you. I'm pretty sure they do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, <know>. this, <laughs> Luke's still kind of upset about you, but um no, we, we love it, and we, this is something we look forward to every week and a lot of fun, and, and we know that you've been listening and texting us, and especially when we all picked Sac State to lose. And Did I pick Sac State to lose? I think we all did. Yeah. I, Whatever. Let, let, me, let me first say you guys have taken the podcast and gone far beyond what I did, so I, I love listening to you guys. Uh, it's a great part. Of, you know, you, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, I think the community, I, hopefully the community loves it. And... Um, as far as Sac State concerned, we're ranked number six in the nation in uh, FCS, and uh, we're going to go higher after this week when we knock off number three Weber State. Oh, so, he's calling ooh. it now. Talking there. That's right. Well, we might get to that conversation here when we get to our picks later today. But, Ryan, talk us through your path to Ellensburg, then you moved to Helena. But tell us about young Ryan Kuhn, where he started, <laughs> and how you got to where you are now. Well, really, I've been a sports fan my whole life. Um, funny story is actually growing up, I was more of a math science guy. My dad comes from a math and science background. Um, so English and writing wasn't really my thing until high school. Um, I was on my high school newspaper. I, I remember reading a clip a few years ago and, oh, my God, it was so bad, it was so bad. Um, but, you know, I love sports. I love getting involved and I wanted to be a part of the game as close to the game as I could. And uh, sports writing really kind of, you know, made me do that. Um, once I took the scene, I took the scenic route in uh, when it comes to college, um, as maybe John Gadat knows, we've talked about it a little bit. And uh, 
you know, I think it took eight years to finally get through, but <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was a good. I had a got I had a lot of experience on my uh, college newspapers there. Um, I was at, over at Sac State from the back end of my career where I graduated. Um, got to cover Sac State football, Sac State basketball, Sac State baseball um, for all for multiple seasons, and uh, that's really where I kind of knew I wanted to be a beat writer especially at the college level. Um, I love college sports, even I think more than a pro. I would, I think I would rather be a college beat writer than over a pro just because I love the game. Um, but yeah, I graduated and, uh, the, you know, I think it was a week after I graduated Sacramento state, my mom was like, you need to get a job. And I'm like, mom, it's been like a week. Like, let me relax a little bit. So I, uh, Funny story, true story, that I uh, I applied just for the heck of it at my ex girlfriend's hometown newspaper, right in Southern California. Wait, is that and, a, is that a uh, funny story to huh? you, or is that a funny story to your now wife? <laughs> she, well, yeah, she like she she knew all about it, and okay. I was open with her. I was just like, I was just like, oh my goodness, I just hope I don't run into her, right? And uh, <laughs> so I went down there and. Uh, I, I was there for seven months. I didn't run. I ran into her once, but I, I ran out of a Starbucks. She can confirm that. That I was like, oh my god, we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I you know I was there for seven months, and honestly, I mean, I I had some good experience there. I you know I learned a little bit about photography, design, um, but it wasn't the right fit for me, and. Um, you know, I, I put my, you know, I put my resume out there and I had no clue what to expect from central Washington and Ellensburg. I knew a little bit about the university, but not much. And uh, I remember doing my interview, former managing editor, Joanna Markell. She, uh, she says, how do you, how do you feel about wind? I'm like, wind, whatever. It's fine. Little did I know that I would be covering baseball in 45 degree weather. Where it feels uh, like with a twenty miles yeah. per hour wind, yeah, exactly. <laughs> feels like ten, yeah. <laughs> so that that's my little uh, path, and uh, you know, I just throughout this whole thing, I've just fallen in love with journalism. I love sports writing, and uh, even if I when I get frustrated with it, it, I can't imagine doing anything else. I mean, it's it's just what I love doing. So, oh, go ahead, John. Eric. Oh, I, I was just you know. They say the comment that it doesn't matter uh, how much money you make, but if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day of your life. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. And believe me, as a sports writer, you don't make much. So uh, I definitely didn't get into this for the money. Um, but again, some of the experiences I've had as a sports writer, I don't think I could ever replicate, you know, in any other job. I just, I love being this close to the game, whether it's high school, college or even pro. And, uh, I mean, you guys know sports is a passion. Sports is, it's a passion. So. Absolutely. I would say one thing to, uh, echo that in terms of, you know, loving what you do. Um, I really enjoy the, the nine to five job I have right now in mortgage lending, but by far the three plus years that I spent as a sports editor for the daily record by far was the most fun I'll ever have. Uh, at any job. I can't see anything topping that in terms of just day-to-day fun and uh, experience. And yeah, you don't get paid much, but man, I got some great memories and and uh, it was really, really fun. No, and I, I, I've even thought about, could I do a nine-to-five job? But yeah, I bet I could. I don't think I'd like it. I mean, there's some there's something about, you know, the hours, as long as they are, as, as late as they are, I mean, I'm usually not done with my work until midnight, but I, I love it. I can't imagine anything else. So, so what, the hours are hard, the pay is hard, but I love what I do and I can't imagine doing anything else. What was some of your favorite things to cover, you know, at the Daily Record in your Ooh, two the, and a half the, years? The Daily, the daily Record was, uh, I honestly, I love the Daily Record. The Daily Record, I was there for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, Part of me wishes I was still back there, actually. Um, but oh, some of the best things I've covered. 
probably the best thing I covered and was the, the what was it two years ago now when Central Central's undefeated regular season record went into the playoffs. Um, I, I mean, that was probably the best season I've ever covered. Uh, even though the the play what happened in the playoffs is for Valley fans are probably horrific. Um, and then of course covering Kittitas those state championship basketball years. Uh, I don't think there'll be an, ever a high school team in the state of Washington that will be that good yeah. unless another Brock Rivet comes along. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. So that year, uh, Central Football went undefeated. Were you thinking, like, oh man, I'm gonna get to fly, you know, go to the championship game? Like, did you think they were gonna go that far and all that? Well, um, throughout the year, I didn't really know how good they would be. Um, I looked at the calendar, I think we were on week four and they were four and oh, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like they could actually do this. So what I did is uh, I, I'm originally from Southern California. I flew down to the Azusa Pacific game. Probably the best decision I could have done with that game-winning field goal during that game that uh, Gavin Todd did, yeah. hit. Um, and then by, by the, the last week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to go down to the, the Humboldt State game just in case they win a GNAC championship. And also it might be the last time that they they would have they played at Humboldt State, um, so I went down for that, and that was just that was an amazing game. Um, just the emotion from all the coaches, all the players, and even the fans there were just. That's what that's what college football is, and especially small town college football. It was amazing. Yeah. Did you feel like uh, I think I tried? To, I think I tried to get John Gadad to come with me, but he was, he was busy or something. I don't I don't know. There, there was a few times when he tried to get me to travel with you. Yeah, definitely. That would have been fun. That's like getting the president to come with you. You got no secret service. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. He's a hard man to get a <laughs> He really is. He, he, but once you get on the phone, get him on the phone, and he'll he'll do something. He'll he'll go out of your way for you. So <laughs> I appreciate it. that, John. Do you feel like in uh, Ellensburg you developed quite a few relationships with like coaches, maybe more than? Any other jobs you've had? Like, do you stay in touch oh. with any of them? And, you know, like, yeah, I would probably say and... just because it's the longest, you know, the longest job I had. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still times where, you know, I, I text, you know, Coach Greg Sparling and, uh, you know, we talk, you know, a couple times a year. And uh, who else? I mean, of course, Eric Sorensen. And uh, I was going to say, come on, man. Some, <laughs> He's right I here. mean, <laughs> Uh, who else, man? Uh, Tim Ravey, maybe. I mean, uh, no, I did. I did ask Ravey a favor to get a hold of uh, 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 Wayne Tingle, Oregon State men's basketball coach, the first month I was here in Helena to do a story. Um, so I appreciate that from him. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, a lot of the coaches actually have changed. You know, Randy Alfalter is not there anymore. Ian Shoemaker is not there anymore. Um, Clay Allen's coaches have. And Mickey, uh, Mickey Deering is not there anymore. So it, a lot of new coaches are there. And uh, so it, it, it's not like, it's not, I guess it's not like they're, they're all there. So yeah. it's, it's changed, but it's, it's, you know, the, I have made a lot of good friendships and uh, everything like that. So. so that actually leads me into another question of, you know, coaches change and people move on and that includes you. So, um, you know, taking the job over there uh, in Helena and uh, covering a very um, well-known NAIA team that uh, had a heck of a basketball season for both the men and women's teams. Uh, your first year there in Carroll College, obviously they've got to rebuild that program a little bit, but man, they are uh, NAIA powerhouses. And so how has that, uh, how has that been? I mean, we talked about the weather and everything like that, but compare Carroll to uh, to Central in terms of just, you know, differences of colleges? Well, yeah. So, you know, three and a half years after, you know, in Ellensburg, I decided to move on. It was, first of all, it was a very tough decision. Um, you know, there was a lot of things I liked about Ellensburg. There was a lot of things I liked about, you know, covering Central and even some of the preps. Um, but it really went back to the goal of, hey, I want to be a 
you know, Division One college beat reporter. And this opportunity was strictly covering Carroll College. Um, and so far, I've loved it. As you said, the, their men's basketball team, uh, under a first-year coach, when it made it all the way to the national championship game in Kansas City. Um, they flew me out there for eight days. I would think. I think I my my if I would remember, remember eight days, eighteen stories later, and no sleep. Um, just watching their Cinderella run as a number three seed all the way to the title game uh, was just amazing. Their women's team, you know, did the same thing, getting to the national tournament. And I covered them for their for a couple games that they lasted and. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Carroll is a very good, very good NAIA team. And they, the, the thing I, I like about it, the Central does too, is they don't act like they're a small-town team. They put on a show. Um, you know, for football games, they have a cannon they shoot off every time there's a touchdown. For basketball games, they turn off the lights and they have spotlights and they have music like it's a Division One starting lineup. Um, they, they really put on a show, and the athletic director who came from the University of Milwaukee, he really wanted to, you know, bring that, and he's done a very good job doing that. So, I, you know, Carroll College is just, it's a very fun college to uh, cover, and the, the newspaper is really giving me a good opportunity to treat it like it's a Division One program, so. And, you know, there's been a few connections down there from our valley. Uh, Lindsay Hart from Kittitas, she played girls basketball there at Carroll College. Yeah, she started, really? Yeah, she started at Wenatchee Valley, played there for two years. I want to say she graduated in 2000. Okay, um, okay. And then she played at uh, uh, Carroll College there. Her sister, Katie, was a four, four-year four star at uh, Lewis and Clark State College there, which uh, I believe is in that same league. And so... It, but, yeah, they are, yeah. Well, and Brandon Renta, you know, he, he coached the LC State for... A number of years before coming yeah. over to the Central, so coached them well, if I remember correctly. Uh, the, he he made that program what it is today, and uh, the guy who took over him, Austin Johnson, he's doing a good job, um, you know, keeping that up. And yeah, they're they're a powerhouse. They're definitely a powerhouse. So that that was always good. So where do you see yourself five years now? You know, what, what do you five years? Do? Yeah. Well, it really depends if you ask my wife or not. I mean, she loves where we live. Uh, John's seen pictures of the sunsets out my back patio. So. They're quite romantic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I'm a part of your family life there, Ryan, when those pictures are posted. <laughs> and there's a golf course. And there's there, a golf I, course. I, I do live on a golf course. I mean, the sunsets are beautiful. I lo- you know. Um, but where do I want to be in five years, man? I don't know. Maybe I'll take over Luke's job again and come back to Ellensburg. Yeah. I know. I I don't know. I honestly, uh, I would love to cover a Division One school and be their beat writer full time. Uh, whether it's staying in Montana, being a Montana State reporter, um, or even you know going to a major uh, newspaper, Seattle Times, L.A. Times. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to come back to California. I mean, that was where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. It really depends. It really depends on the opportunity. Uh, I was told by a journalism mentor in college, if you want to get ahead, you got to move. And a Southern California boy living in, you know, Washington and now Montana, I've definitely moved a lot. So yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a uh, blessing, but it's also a curse. You know, moving is also, if you tell my wife, moving's not, not the best thing. So yeah. it's, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. So, yeah. Uh, but right now, I'm very happy here in Helena and uh, covering Carroll College. And uh, it, it's been fun. It's been absolutely fun. I've got to do stories that I've wanted to do. Um, I've got to treat this, you know, this program like a Division One program, and really, you know, it's kind of my training for those clips. You know, if I want to get that that bigger D one job, so yeah, sure. Well, I can tell you the only thing, uh, or not the only thing, I, I I learned quite a few things from you. You know, me being the uh, roadie reporter, and it took you 
in your three and a half years here, it took you two and a half years, I think, to get me on uh, Twitter. And uh, and then, of course, my first year, all I did was retweet whatever Ryan tweeted himself. But uh, um, so one, I appreciate you uh, getting me a technology dinosaur into the 21st century. And uh, now uh, I got to just sharpen my uh, tweeting skills, if that's the correct term. I think they're pretty on point. You think so? I think you're on point. I think you're on your way. <laughs> okay. I did they, steal. They really are on point. Yeah, I did I would, steal I one of your, uh, I did steal one of your uh, taglines of my office today is, and uh, I got a, quite frankly, a, a stern lecture by via text from Ryan <laughs> on Friday night. And uh, um, so Ryan, I forgot that uh, I didn't give you proper trademark copywriting uh, credit for that one, but uh, so, you know, I know you're two states away and what, eight hours away or whatever, what, uh, whatever Helena is from Ellsberg, but, uh, we're still watching you. Thanks to, uh, thanks to technology. So keep that. And, uh, and you'll be, and you'll be hearing from my legal, legal team soon. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, before we move on no. to the scoreboard part of this, Ryan, I got one more question for you. Uh, oh, and I think Luke can comment on this too, if you'd like, uh, you know, you talk about all the, you know, the as you work your way up to be a sports reporter and where you want to go and where you've been. Uh, if there's a young guy listening or a young gal listening in our Valley right now that wants to cover sports for a career, what's uh, some advice that you're going to give them to start off and what they got to do during to reach the goal they need to get to? Hard work, hard work and dedication. I think that's every job. Um, you you got to be in it 110%. Uh, when I started out, that includes, you know, Staying late in the office, covering games that you might not think, you know, are the big ones, but just, you know, to get practice in. Um, journalism is a lot of dedication. It's a lot of long hours. Um, you know, it might not be the best thing for your family or relationship, too. I mean, that's hurt in the past, and I'm I'm very blessed to have a wife and uh, parents who really support my career um, and, you know, just love what I do. So honestly, dedication, hard work, and well, it doesn't hurt to, to marry some, someone with money, but, uh, <laughs> but definitely hard work and dedication. Oh boy. Well, we're going to take a quick second here from uh, one of our sponsors, and we will get back with the Kittitas Valley scoreboard brought to you by Fitters Furniture. Well, Valley Sports Talk fans, it's that time of the week for your local high school scoreboard brought to you by Fitters Furniture, located on 4th and Main in Ellensburg. Go down and check them out for all your furniture needs. When you go there, though, tell them that Kittitas Valley Sports Talk crew told you that they sent you to go check them out, buy some furniture from a local company in the store. Yeah, check out the uh, the, the couches. Check out the beds. I'm telling you. Actually, I kind of like it because don't – I don't want to say they'll make you, you know, lay mm-hmm. down on multiple beds and everything like that, but they're very conscious about, uh, you know, this is a long-term decision. So take your time because they'll take their time with you. Absolutely. No, nope. And we're very fortunate to have them sponsor us and put, invest their money in the little community and the kids and the athletics guys. Let's start off this week with kid test volleyball. Last week, they beat Columbia Burbank three games to none. Taylor DeConing finished the night with 20 kills, including eight in the final set. Uh, setter Tory Coates had 33 assists, but it's now playoff time. Regular season is over. Uh, tonight they play Dayton Waitsburg and Kittitas 6 p.m. It's a must-win game. Definitely, is it? Uh, it's pretty much win or go home time in late October, early November. So. I believe so. It's a it's a playoff game to get your last seed in the districts, I believe, or the or the it's a playing game. Uh, Good thing they're hosting tonight. Uh, if you get a chance to get out there before you listen to this, you know, go out there and support the Coyotes in a, a very crucial game for them. The Ellensburg Volleyball last Tuesday, they beat Afraid of three to nothing. The Bulldogs were led by Peyton Liskey with nine kills, followed by Alice Bennett with eight kills, Abby Harrell with seven kills. Um, Leah Stuck, Stuckle? Stuckle. Stuckle? Yeah. Got it right. Led an assist with 23. Sean Fisk led uh, 18 digs. Tonight, Ellensburg travels to a big rival, Sela, to finish off their regular season. Yeah, that's a huge contest. That's, yeah, I'll be there tonight. Yeah, it's uh, they're both undefeated. Ellensburg did beat them earlier in the season, but it was a non-conference game. And those for that first couple 
couple weeks, they, you know, it's non-conference, but, you know, I expect uh, Helensburg to go down there and beat them. I think they'll sweep them. We were actually talking about that. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, I mean my uh, good buddy Nick at uh, Canyon View Physical Therapy. As he was working out my right shoulder, we were talking about, I mean, Ellensburg volleyball, no disrespect to the other sports, but uh, I mean, you know, Ellensburg soccer, Ellensburg football and everything, but volleyball is having a heck of a year. And we were just talking about how he and some friends and some family are going to go make that uh, match just because it's an easy trip. Those are arch rivals and, and uh, probably two of the most successful schools, at least in central Washington, um, in terms of uh, state level, state caliber competition. So um, there will probably be just a ton of community members there tonight. Well, that's a good thing. We get good community support in Sela because you know for a fact their student section is going to be on point down there tonight. Yeah, they will be. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so will we. Absolutely. Uh, Ellensburg soccer beat East Valley last week five to nothing on senior night. Uh, Eberg is on a seven game win streak. Uh, Luke, you were at their game, were you? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They. Uh, so they district starts tonight, but they have a bye. Um, and Thursday they'll play the winner of uh, East Valley or. Uh, let me check here. East Valley or Freda. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to fly right through. Uh, you know, it's going to be them and probably Sela for the championship. And then, yeah. It looks like they had a really good game Thursday, an exciting one when uh, they beat Othello and Jamie Nelson scored on the 49th minute to beat Othello one to nothing. Uh, the Bulldogs are now 8-1 and one in conference play. Man, up and Dominance. Clean. Dominance, absolutely. Uh, Cleom soccer, heartbreaker loss. Uh, they were rolling, and I still think they probably can beat LaSalle, but LaSalle knocked them off 6-1. to one. Uh, The loss drops the Warriors second in the SCAC conference. Grace Jackson scored the the uh, Warriors' lone goal in the 44th minute to make it 4-1. to one. Uh, Cleon Roslin goalkeeper Meadowstone reached 17 saves. Uh, Cleon then bounced back, and they beat Royal City 7-0. Uh, the Graces shared a majority of the scoring, and then the 77th minute, Rachel Bader to – Cam Casso, right? Yeah, Cam Casso for the yeah. seventh and final goal. Uh, Meadowstone had five saves in the goal. Final game of the season is on the road Tuesday at Granger. It's today, yep, yep. Right. So that's uh, you know, go get that. And I think they got a spot in the playoffs, and I'm sure they're starting districts here soon. I'd really like to see what they can do against non SCAC competition, and and uh, want to see what the Graces yes. do. Grace squared, as yeah, I like yeah, to call yeah. them, and. The t-shirt. And, uh, I know there it's more, you know, it's 11 women on that, uh, on that field, but those two are, are pretty special talents. Well, we got, I was looking through, you know, the scores in the Valley this week and someone we haven't talked about yet. Unfortunately, we, maybe we should have brought him up and you guys can elaborate more on this, but both Ellensburg high school cross country teams, boys and girls win league titles. They've been pretty, they've been pretty dang dominant and they've been, uh, they've been good year after year. And then, Correct me if I'm wrong, Luke. This seems to be a, a little bit of a different year in terms of expectations, and um, seems I read somewhere maybe it was the Yakima Herald where the the girls team might be one of the teams to beat at the state level. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Leah, Leah Holmgren. Yeah, she has a chance to chance to win that, and then they have a really top. I mean, all those. I mean, both girls and boys. But I think the girls have the best chance. But I think you know they're both going to place pretty well. I think the boys could definitely get a top four trophy if they don't uh, win it all. And and I will, you know, we're talking about like state titles or state placings. Uh, the uh, it, it might be shocking to believe, but at one point in my uh, more fit athletic high school times, I ran cross country for four years hey. and uh, Sun Willows golf course in Pasco where they host state. I mean, that is an incredible place to watch a race um, very fan friendly, uh, really cool course. So, um, obviously there's going to be a lot of Ellensburg fans in Pasco here in a, in a week and a half at, at state. But, uh, if you have the chance to do it, it, it's totally worth the drive. It's just an absolute incredible event. And the talent there is just incredible. Well, it's definitely something I could never do. So <laughs> hands off to you guys out there. <laughs> well, let's get into some high school football last week. Uh, unfortunately, Cleon lost to a one, a powerhouse LaSalle. They lost 51 to nothing. Uh, they had to Zillow this Friday. Hopefully things go better for them down there. I hope so. We're going to talk about it here in a little bit when we talk about our picks, but LaSalle and Zilla, um, they're just two of the 
two of the better teams in the entire state. So, I mean, a loss is a loss. Hopefully, Cleveland can bounce back and and uh, find some positives for this weekend. Well, let's move on. We'll head east. Guys, that was fun. John and I were out there at the game. Kittitas is two wins in a row. They beat Mabton 18 to nothing. What a night. That was a lot of fun. It was a great night. I mean, offensively, I mean, uh, you know, we, we got uh, the uh, a few scores and then, of course, the uh, the um, field goal as well. Um, I like that Josh Rossback, Blake Catlin, Dawson Byers offensive uh, threat. Um, but defensively, too, I mean, uh, we skunked them. And that's just great. From a momentum standpoint, um, Mapton was fast. They had a, their their backs were big. Um, number eleven, number sixteen. I can't remember their names, but they were big dudes. And uh, I thought that we handled them pretty dang well. Absolutely, that was a lot of fun watching Josh Ross back. He was like a mini Russell Wilson running around. He made some plays. Big happen. words. That was awesome. Yeah, guy, I, I look forward just, to seeing in the spring. I just think you just made mom and dad Ross back swell up with pride a little bit I because so. uh, and grandma, uh, grandpa too. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they had to Liberty Christian Friday night. Where did you say the game was being played at down there? Hanford High School. Absolutely. Yeah, Liberty doesn't have their own field. That's real grass, too. Not none oh. of this uh, newfangled turf stuff. We're, we're going uh, old school oh, grass. I love it. They will get rain, maybe a mud bowl. Uh, looking at the schedule on Max Preps, and that didn't seem to always be uh, entered correctly. Or, but, but I did see that they have beat the same teams. They both beat Dayton and Mabton, and they've lost everybody else. Uh, the winner gets to go to a crossover game for an opportunity at the playoff spot. And what a great opportunity for the Coyotes to go make some playoffs happen. You're going to say the winner gets the opportunity. Let's just say Kittitas. Absolutely. Get the opportunity. Heck yeah. Uh, Ellensburg. Uh, we were watching that on our phones. Luke was there covering it. I was watching the tweets from Luke on my phones and the text messages coming through. They routed Quincy 44 to 8 on Friday night. Luke, tell us a little bit about how that game went. Uh, I mean, right from the start, I mean, Quincy's uh, obviously hasn't been very, I don't know the right way to say it, good in the past couple of years, but, uh, you know, Ellensburg's got size on them too. And, uh, I mean, right from the start, Ellensburg was dominating. Um, it's kind of expected, but now, now, you know, this uh, Saturday is kind of a big game opportunity to get a rematch with Prosser. Um, I think it'll be a really close game, but uh, like, like I said before, you know, they made state already and I think they're happy. Regardless, you know, that obviously they want a better seed, but you know, it's gonna it'll be a good game. Did I mean with the deciding uh decisive win, do we see some reserves play and, and rest the starters a little bit or or did uh so coach keep them in? So what happened actually uh Jeff Zenesek did put his backups in uh the last two series and the first play on each series Ellensburg fumbled and Quincy recovered. So didn't go as well as he probably planned. The game kind of went longer. I was pushing deadline, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they did get some playing time. Well, Just, I, I bet it's hard for an Ellensburg team to, I bet they go after Prosser. They I think to. so. I think it's a pride thing too. It's got to be smart playoffs, but you can't go lose to the Mustangs. No, I don't, I don't want to lose to the Mustangs. Can we talk about that Jack rabbit game really quick again? Let's go back to the Quincy game. And, uh, I know country, you and I were at Kittitas and like you said, watching on Twitter and text messages, I want to say the most athletic play of the game though, was on the sidelines. Um, thanks to Facebook, I believe it was Luke uh, posted a video of him dodging a tackle from, from the sidelines. So he oh, clearly right. <laughs> is in playoff shape. He is giving golfers. A whole new meaning oh, to being yeah. athletes. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick just incredible feet. athlete. My my hats off to you. <laughs> I almost wish I got tackled. So it, made, it would have made the video way better. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd have been Sports Center. Not yeah, you would have gotten more shares on that. Yeah, one. absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Bulldogs. I mean, heck, their defense forced six turnovers, and they were over three hundred yards rushing on the day of the team. Yeah, you're gonna you rush like that and force six turnovers. That was my lead. I mean, that's gonna win any game. <laughs> Well, they get to go down uh, at Grandview High School Saturday, said so 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock start. 7. 7 p.m. start. And a Saturday start, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. College time there. Uh, that's so awesome. So go Bulldogs, man. Go down there and take it to the Mustangs. We're rooting for you. Let's move on to Central Washington Wildcat Athletics. Central Volleyball beat St. Martin's three games to none on Thursday. Took it to St. Martin's. But then, unfortunately, they lost to SPU in a, in a tough one. They lost three games to two, had a chance. They're still tied for fourth with Fairbanks. Uh, but this week, the Alaska schools come to town. 
So if you're able to get out there Thursday at 7 p.m., they play Fairbanks. On Saturday at 7 p.m., they play Anchorage. Uh, to be able to own the fourth spot and gain some ground on Anchorage. Anchorage is above them in the standings right now. Yeah, that, that's, that SPU loss kind of hurt. Um, momentum would have been would have been great. I can't stand losing to the Falcons. So um, hopefully that doesn't sit well. You guys can't stand losing to anybody. No. <laughs> no. They don't I have can't. Western in their name. Yeah, but <laughs> but they're on the west side of the state. Yep. So you're from the west side. Hey, you know, they be, I remember I still remember <laughs> sitting how many years ago when the regionals were hosted for basketball here at SPU beat us on a wild Let's not talk about that. 2010. That, that fueled my hate for those guys too. I can still remember that game. It's too bad we keep losing these guys and keep hating them because of that. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Really Let's move on. That. Let's move on. We'll go to Central Women's Soccer. They beat Northwest Nazarene last Thursday, one to nothing. But like Luke just said, they we don't like them. But they lost to Western Washington, two to one. And Western's ranked tenth. I mean, shoot, I mean, that's a close loss. But to me, that shows you can they can play with anybody. Uh, they're still fourth in the GNAC. Three more playoff spots tied to be tied up. I think is it Western's number one, I believe, or SPU. I thought we agreed to not. Well, sorry, those guys. Uh, a big week of games. They head to Billings to play Thursday. I don't know if anybody saw the pictures from the GNAC cross country meet in Billings, but it was like, I'd say what four inches of snow on the ground, and it was currently snowing while they did it. So yeah, let's hope great. they have a clean surface to play on, and there's no snow. Did you did you see though? I read in that story that you know the the race was on Saturday mm-hmm. and it was gorgeous on Friday. It was gorgeous on Friday. It was like high sixties yeah. as they like warmed up on the course, and then Saturday morning it just was a winter wonderland. Yeah, I mean that's cold. That's the Montana weather, man. Yeah. It can change like no other. So let's hope they have a good day of weather on Thursday. They come back home to play Concordia Saturday here at the soccer field, I believe, at two p.m. Uh, this one's not really a surprise for me. A lot of people, it's not a surprise, but central football knocks off Simon Frazier, annihilated them 62 to 10, uh, central rushing yards. They had 354 yards on 37 carries. Simon Frazier, 21 yards on 35 carries. Luke, what'd you see from the uh, warm press box up there <laughs> with all the snacks and drinks? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Um, it was like the first game that Christian Moore wasn't on fire. Uh, he still ended with pretty good stats. <laughs> yeah, 219 yards uh, yeah. and four touchdowns. He, uh, he's usually thrown over 300, or but uh, he was 9 for 26 at the half. Kind of missed a lot of a lot of overthrows. I mean, they, they weren't bad throws. But uh, second half, he was on fire. He, he just played you know, the third quarter and then one drive in the fourth, or part of, a dri- part of a drive that continued from the third quarter. But he was 6 for 6 with two touchdowns, both to Michael Campbell, you know, a freshman receiver. Yeah, it's kind of expected uh, victory. Um, you know, they're on a roll right now, and I think they're going to continue that. And, you know, I, I, I bet that they're going to get in their GNAC, you know, sharing or not. So let's talk about race car roots. Big accomplishment on Saturday. Heck, yeah. And he almost got on the first play. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that's on no, that first run. The first run, run that, yeah. that he broke for a touchdown for 50, how many yards? 56. That was amazing. Needed 58. Yep. Oh, that is awesome. He uh, needed 58, and he got 56. On his first run. To a, to get to 2,000 yards of his career. Took it to the house. Just imagine if he uh, was here his freshman year. Wow. Or his, he would be he could annihilate every record at Central. Yeah. I mean, the big news, he became the eighth Central Washington running back to clear 2,000 yards in a career in two years. Yeah. Two That's years. amazing. That says something, because we've had some uh, some pretty dang good backs. Nat mm-hmm. Conley. Big dude named. He, pa- uh, he passed Nat Conley. And what's that? He passed Nat Conley for. Uh, he passed Nat. So uh, I think uh, he's he's yeah. got a little bit of work to uh, take over Dan Murphy, I believe. Yeah. Um, hey, local guy. What's Royal that? City, Dan Murphy. He lives just local down the guy. road from our farm. I sat next to him at the last football game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout it's out good to you. see him. So, you yeah. Have there him you go, Dan. Yeah. He <clears throat> he's a man that you, he's, you walk up to him and you worry about he's going to beat you up, but he's a very gentle soul. <laughs> Large man. And he's a and he's a wildcat. He's a, we love wildcat. Well, they go to Azusa Pacific. Uh, shout out to Kitatas alumni Tyson DeConing, whose sister's on the Coyote volleyball team. Mm-hmm. He attends Azusa Pacific, just going to school down there. Uh, Given bad time, he's a Husky fan, but Azusa's the Cougars, and so I got he's he's rooting for the Cougs now. It doesn't <laughs> matter what state or team. Uh, it's gonna be a, a good one. You know, you can't go down there and have a let up because as much as Azusa's fell off the last couple of weeks, they're still 
got talent on that team. Still got that, uh, I mean, that California football talent. They're very, very good. You know, we'll talk about our picks here in just a moment. But I'm already going to make a pick right now on that Azusa game. Um, it was incredibly cold. I think it was like 35 degrees uh, at the at the game at Tomlinson just a couple of days ago. I'm guessing it's going to be like 60, maybe high mm-hmm. 50s down there. So it will be a much more comfortable game for the fans. But I didn't leave. I didn't leave because the team needed me. So I stayed until the very end. Same thing with Luke. I mean, he <laughs> had to he had to get through the the warm press box, oh, the cold drinks, the the pizza that they feed him up there. I mean, he stayed because the cats needed us. That's right. That walk from the press box into the post game interview booth that's got to be brutal. Yeah, it's got to be a long really walk. tough. It's a long. I could go all the way to the gym, go upstairs. Wow. We talk because we're jealous. Wow. <laughs> we freeze <That's> tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has to work out for that. He has to get ready for That's that. a good walk. Those yeah. stairs are pretty... I've been up and down those early morning waits. It's not fun. Uh, if you get a chance to watch, get on the Wildcat website. There's a watch button. Or if you have a Roku, get on the GNAC channel. Download that app. It's a 6.30 kickoff down in Azusa. Let's go, Wildcats. Keep this GNAC title hopes alive. Well, we're going to take another quick short pause. We'll get into the picks of the week that were brought to you by Fitterer's Furniture. Uh, Luke, I'm not sorry, not Luke. We're Ryan Coon's going to get back on with us. He's going to call us back. Can he do better than Cole Canyon, who was 6-1 and one on the week? Wow. We'll see. All right, we'll be right back. Kittitas Valley Sports Talk would like to take a moment and ask that you check out our Facebook and Twitter page at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. Also check out our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, along with the Anchor app. Just search for Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. Well, fans, it's time this week. Uh, Hopefully we can beat last week's scores, but last week's scores were pretty on point for our picks of the week. Let's see. We had, oh my goodness, we had undefeated Luke Olson, 7-0. He was perfect on the day. Uh, followed by John, me, and guest picker Cole Canyon at 6-1. and one. Uh, Guys, that was a pretty solid week. Uh, I think our overall records, man, I'm 27-21. and 21. John, you're 27-21. and 21. Luke, you're 30-18. and 18. Guests are 26-12. and 12. Uh, think So you at- and I, we finally get past the guest picker. <laughs> but it's so disappointing to go six and one and Luke still gains a game on me. Absolutely. And he's just started off slow, but he took off. And I think we all just need to know what he's going to pick beforehand now. Okay. Okay. So I'm uh, going first. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. Yeah, we'll make Luke go first. But I just want to point out, Kittitas has won two straight since Luke started picking them. So we'll see if they can go for a third straight this week. Hook uh, a brother up, Luke. Yes, Come on now. we need a dub to face the playoff for, or chance. Okay, the first game we're going to pick. Zilla's at home. Cleom travels to Zilla. Who do you guys got, John? Uh, you know, my heart says Cleom. Uh, they took it on the chin again against uh, LaSalle, which I think is number two mm-hmm. in the state this week. Um, they haven't fared well against Zilla for the last handful of years, and I, I hate to say it. I think uh, I think it's uh, pretty clear that Zilla's going to get the dub today or this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with John there as well. Ryan, who do you got in this game? Well, I, I was actually looking at some stats, and I, I think Zella knocked beat Ellensburg, right, this year? Yep. Yep. So uh, so I'm going to have to take Zella, especially being at home. And uh, Clay Ellen hasn't had the strongest football teams as of late. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take Zella. Yeah, I'm going with Zillow as well. You know, I'd love to see Cleon win, but I think Zillow and LaSalle knocked or went head to head this uh, earlier this season. And and plus, uh, Zillow beating a two way Ellensburg is a big win and shows how good they actually are. The next game, it's going to be played in Grandview for the, let's see, the CUAC Championship, North versus South, I believe. It's the crossover North and South. Right. Yeah. For, the, for the league title. Ellensburg's playing Prosser, rematch. Who do you guys got? You know, Grandview is definitely not a neutral site. I mean, isn't that the the exit right before Prosser? So, so. Um, you know, that was they lost twenty one to six in Prosser a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd like to think that Ellsberg is going to pull it off. A little bit of a revenge. You know what? I'm going to say Bulldogs over Prosser in the crossover game. 
Who is a tough one? Uh, you know, I'm gonna take Ellensburg as well. I think they get it. They get they get revenge, and you know, both teams are still. You know, it's just kind of for the championship, but they both have made it to state. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ellensburg. Who do you got, Ryan? So this is the first. So this is the first time Ellensburg's been in uh, the playoffs in two years, right? No, they made state last year. Oh, they made. Oh, they did make state last year. See, but, I. I leave. I go to Montana, and I I forget all about Washington High School. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, new new head coach, young group. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Prosser here. Ooh, ah, that's a yeah. He's a Montana. He's safe. Yeah, he's safe. He yeah. wasn't coming through anytime soon, probably. Uh, I mean, I'm, I probably will never come back. I mean, they they will never want me back in Ellensburg. But <laughs> okay. well, I'm gonna go with uh, Eberg. I think this is going to be a game of who's uh, mentally toughest, who's going to grind it out all four quarters. And I know that Ellensburg loves to get – they don't like losing to Prosser and their revenge. I think there's a pretty big motivation on their hands and things. I agree. Uh, The next one, Kittitas travels to Liberty Christian, crossover berth on the line to continue their seasons. Uh, Both teams pretty equal in who they've won. They both beat St. Dayton and Mapton. Who you got? Yeah, Kittitas, uh, you know, beat Mapton 18 to 0 last week, and uh, LC, Liberty Christian, barely beat them 20 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that uh, that defensive stand that we've had uh, against uh, Dayton Weisberg and uh, then again against Mapton. I think we're rolling. Um, I, I think we've found our little bit of stride. We've gotten a little bit of swagger. I kind of like that uh, three headed offensive monster of Josh Rossback, a quarterback, Blake Catlin as a wide out and, and then Dawson Byers uh, running it up the gut. And uh, of course you got Federwish and, and Walters there as, as uh, throwing options as well. So I just think we're, I think that and that swagger, Kittitas is going to get the victory on the road. Go Yotes. Go hey, Yotes. Hey, there you go, Luke. That a boy. What about you, Kuhn? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Kittitas on this one because John Goodai gave me the cliff notes, and uh, from what he says, <laughs> it sounds like Kittitas can pull off this game. So make it three in a row for Kittitas. Yeah, I'm going Kittitas. Uh, no one's probably shocked about that one, but I know that Kittitas. You can see a difference in the boys when you talk to them. They're they're pretty pumped. I wish their season was just getting started. Um, I. I'm going to make a bold prediction that hasn't happened in a very, very long time. I'm going to predict that Kittitas kicks a field goal within a minute left of the game to win the game. Well, I don't want it to be that close. Me too, but it'd be, we have a kicker now. That's awesome. We're going to, Giovanni <laughs> can kick him. Yeah. I'm telling you, we, it was 37 yarders in the rain at Dayton Waitsburg, um, and he cleared that thing. So, um, I mean, that'd be great from a. I mean, I want to blow out. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Okay. But, Kid at us walk off field goal if that's considered a walk off of football. So if, if they win, they make it to crossovers. If they or, win, or they crossover. move on. This is for the final spot in the league standings to make the crossover. Okay. If they win, they'll be in at the top four in the fourth spot. And I believe that earns them the right to most likely travel up to Lake Roosevelt because yes. um, they'll be the number one seed in that league. Um, so they earn the right to have a heck of a an opponent, but you know, it extends their season. So anytime you're in the playoffs, that's just, that's a good thing. Absolutely. When was the last time Kittitas was in the playoffs, John? Uh, well, they've, I mean, if you're talking about like crossover or, or regional games, um, uh, let's see, 2017, they were eight and two. They were eight and one in the regular yeah, season. Okay. Yeah. And then they uh, lost. I remember in, there was one year when I was yeah. there. That lost in the really first good. round I'm there. Like, that, oh, wow. Kittitas, so. Very, very good uh, year that year. Um, to be quite honest with you, uh, they've made it to the first round of state a few times, uh, but we haven't uh, we haven't seen the uh, second round in uh, I want to say time. twenty years, give Before or take. Uh, it's been a, it's been a few wow. years. Of course, was it nineteen eighty eight that they were second yep. in the state to, uh, to concrete? Concrete, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the in the, in the kingdom, kingdom. yeah, that's right. In the kingdom, mm-hmm. pardon me. So the next uh, game we're going to pick it is CW heads down to Azusa. Big GNAC matchup. Who you got? Uh, you know what? I was looking at stats. I mean, we beat them 44 to 6 at home a couple of weeks ago. Um, Azusa can't stop the run. They're giving up, uh, they're yielding 230 yards a game on the ground. And of course, we got some guy named Roots, Michael Roots, 
Twitter handle, Race Car Roots, one of my favorite Twitter handles. Uh, he's averaging 137 a game. He, what, did two, 220? Yeah. 200 plus. I don't see Azusa <clears throat> having any shot here, um, even though it's in sunny, balmy LA. <laughs> I'm saying central by uh, three scores. And how many uh, yards will Roots have? How many yards? How many yards can Roots can have? 150 and two scores. Okay. Nice. I'm going to go with Central as well. I think they, they're going to dominate this this game. Who do you got, Ryan? I think I'm going to go with Central on this one. I think Carroll College can even be a Zeus in the Pacific this year. So I'm going to have to go with Central. Bold prediction. I'm going Wildcats as well. That's going to be a great game. Okay. Let's go to the Big Sky, or Big Sky Conference. Yep. We got Eastern Washington at home. Versus Northern Arizona, both pretty close to equal, equal uh, same records. Who we got? I've been disappointed with Eastern, um, and I've been following them as much as I can always uh, because of a guy named Bo Baldwin that used to lead the helm, and now Ian Shoemaker uh, as the uh, OC down there or over there. Eastern's got to pick up the slack. They're gonna they're gonna win on the Inferno. They'll win on the red turf. Yeah, I'm gonna take Eastern as well. Good. I'm going to go with NAU. NAU's quarterback is really good. I think he's an upper class and he's not a senior. I'm going to go with NAU on this one. Okay. <laughs> I need to gain ground on Luke, so I'm going to do the same. Go with Arizona. Go with wow. Arizona. All right, the big one. I know that uh, Ryan Coon's house will have it on TV. Uh, we got number three in the nation, Weber State, at number six, Sacramento State. You know what? I think this is going to be a heck of a game. Um, both of the, I think, uh, Sac state and Weber state, they have two losses, both to, uh, you know, bowl teams or FBS teams. Uh, both of them lost close in both of those games. I'm going to give the nod to Sac state, not because of Mr. Ryan Kuhn being graduate there. I just think Sac state is incredibly good this year and they're playing at home. I think that tips the scale stingers up. That's what I'm saying. Oh Stingers gosh. up. I'm going with Weaver State. No question. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Take that, Ryan. <laughs> well, Luke, we are no longer friends. Uh, Sac State is the, the highest ranking in school history. Uh, brand new coach, Troy Taylor. Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I think Sac State's going to pull it out in a fourth quarter final drive. Stingers up. Big Sky titles ours. Oh, are you, you going to be able to watch the game? See, I, well, I, I ideally yes, but probably my boss will have to be like, "Oh, cover a cover a women's basketball game or something," and then so I'm going to have to watch it on tape delay or something. Yeah. Well, so. I was coming in today picking Weber State, and then I looked up oh. Royal City quarterback Caden Jenks. Is that was a starting quarterback, but the last game or two he hasn't played. I don't know if he's gotten hurt or Ryan, if you know who their quarterback is right now. But I don't. I don't. Uh, when I when I was at Sacramento State covering the Hornets, Weber State was super super bad. Mm-hmm. So they, they've turned that program around, and I mean, yeah. So I have no clue. So Beans, uh, our local boy from Royal City, is not playing. I'm going to go with Sac State in this one. Upset at home. Uh, that should be a fun game. Hopefully, we get a chance to watch it. Next up, UW host number nine, Utah. You know what? UW is just disappointing me this year. Um, Utah seems to be rolling the Utes over the dogs, unfortunately. Go Utes. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Utah on a blowout with this one. Oh, I'm going to go with the University of Washington. I uh, hope you're right. I hope I'm right, too. Uh, but we'll see. I think that's going to be another fun game to watch. And then we'll, we'll round it up today. With the Seattle Seahawks hosting Tampa Bay. So I read up on this game a little bit, and Tampa Bay is like 30th in defending the pass, and they're pretty darn good in defending the run. I say you just give Russell Wilson the green light to air it out. I say the Hawks in a victory. By a lot, too. <laughs> so, yep, Seattle. See, I'm, I'm very torn. Because as John knows, I'm a San Francisco 49er fan. Yes, you are. I'm not even going to pick. I'm just going to say the Niners are going to blow by the Cardinals on Thursday (laughs) night football. Ain't no, baby. Here we go. 
right. that's such a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ah, I don't know about that, Ryan. Um, we will. Uh, I heard this week that Bruce Arians is already talking on the social media, or you know, in his interview, saying how they're going to come up and beat the Seahawks. Uh, Chris Carson's running the ball hard. Luke or uh, Luke Wilson's doing a great job at tight end, yeah. but Russell Wilson is hard to bet against Seahawks in that game. Well, that wraps up the picks for this week, and it wraps up another episode of the Kid House Valley Sports Talk. We would love to thank Ryan Kuhn, our guest, for joining us today. Ryan, it's been a pleasure having you. Guys, Thanks, thank you so much for having me on. I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. I'm listening every week, and if you ever need another guest, feel free to hit me up. I'm always available. Cool. Appreciate it. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Fitterers Furniture, for sponsoring the KS Valley podcast and and you know putting the investment in local sports. Uh, they are on Fourth and Main. Go check them out. Great pr- products, great furniture, great people. And thank you again. And fans, until next week, we look forward to to being in your podcast near homes again. Have a great week and go local teams.